RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock, I'm Julian Quayle. The top story is a 42-year-old woman dies from COVID-19, prompting a fresh warning from health authorities about the threat posed to younger people. The CHP expresses concern about an outbreak at a Chaiwan public housing estate and the Civil Service Minister says violating a new oath for civil servants won't in itself be a criminal offence. Health officials have again warned younger people about the threat posed by COVID-19 after a 42-year-old woman with good past health died from the disease. The woman from Diamond Hill developed a fever, a cough and a shortness of breath about 10 days ago. Her condition was already serious when she sought treatment at Queen Elizabeth Hospital last Sunday. She was immediately put on a ventilator, but her condition deteriorated and she died last night. Dr Sarah Ho is a chief manager with the hospital authority. We always emphasize it's not equivalent that you are young, you will not develop complications. So that's why we emphasize a lot of time, so need to be vigilant, keep your hand hygiene and infection control measures, because uh, you never know whether you are the one who are being affected severely by this infection. Authorities reported 95 new coronavirus cases today, 92 of them local. Of these, 41, or nearly 45%, came from an unknown source. Dr Chuang Shuk-Kwan of the Centre for Health Protection raised the alarm over four COVID cases at the Choi Wan public housing estate in Wang Tai-sen. Those infected live in three separate units. She said estate residents would be given specimen bottles. The four cases in the Choi Wan estate in one building were just as a precautionary measure to see whether there's any significant heavy environmental contamination maybe caused by any structural problems and things like that. Civil Service Minister Patrick Nip says violating a new oath for civil servants won't in itself be a criminal offence. But the behaviour that leads to such a violation could be illegal or violate civil service regulations. Around 180,000 civil servants will soon have to take an oath of allegiance to the Basic Law and the SAR. Mr Nip said those who refused to take the oath would be allowed to explain themselves, but they could be sacked or ordered to retire if their continued service was not in the public interest. Politicians and members of the public have been paying their respects to those who perished in the Nanjing Massacre of 1937. The atrocity took place after Japanese troops captured the city during the Second Sino-Japanese War. At the time, the city was the capital of China. Priscilla Ng reports. The national flag flew at half-mast, the national anthem was played and sirens blared as participants observed a moment of silence. In a speech, a member of the Politburo, Chen Xi, said Chinese people love peace and are against all sorts of aggression or hegemony. The head of the Communist Party's Central Committee added that the party had demonstrated remarkable leadership abilities amid the coronavirus pandemic and stressed people should continue to staunchly back the party's rule. Also known as the Rape of Nanking, Beijing says 300,000 people died in the massacre. Malaysia's Maritime Agency says it has intercepted the country's largest ever haul of crystal meth, seizing tens of millions of dollars worth of the drug from a speedboat. More from the BBC's Celia Hatton. Malaysia's Coast Guard officers say they spotted a boat off northern Penang State that was making some erratic movements. After a 30-minute chase, the driver of the boat jumped overboard and was then arrested. 
On board, officers discovered more than $26 million worth of crystal meth hidden inside packets of Chinese tea they believe came from Myanmar. It's the largest ever seizure by Malaysia's maritime agency, but drug enforcement experts believe the region's powerful drug syndicates, which operate between China, Southeast Asia and Australia, will quickly fill the gap left by the seizure. South Korea has reported its biggest daily increase in new coronavirus infections with more than a 1,000 cases. The country is struggling to contain a third wave of infections. The BBC's Ben Lowings reports. Most of the new cases were reported in the metropolitan area of the South Korean capital, Seoul. There have been clusters of cases stemming from private gatherings, as well as infections traced to a church and a hospital. Two deaths were registered on Sunday, raising the total number of South Koreans known to have died with COVID-19 to 580. President Moon Jae-in described South Korea's COVID-19 situation as an emergency. He's ordered the mobilization of all police, military personnel and doctors. You're listening to RTHK. The time is just after five minutes past 11. Chancellor Merkel has announced tighter coronavirus restrictions that will apply across Germany over the holiday period after reaching agreement with all 16 states. The BBC's Jenny Hill reports from Berlin. Angela Merkel has for months urged Germany's regional leaders to impose harsher restrictions. And this morning, as the number of infections and deaths continues to rise, they finally agreed. Non-essential shops, schools and hairdressers will shut on Wednesday. Pubs, restaurants, arts and leisure facilities were closed last month as part of a so-called lockdown light, which Mrs Merkel said hadn't done enough to bring the second wave under control. Germany is all but cancelling Christmas. Festivities will be restricted to small family gatherings and with a ban on alcohol consumption outdoors, even the traditional mulled wine stalls will have to close. The president of the European Commission, Ursula von der Leyen, says talks on the future trading relations between the EU and Britain will continue. She was speaking shortly after her conversation with the British Prime Minister, Boris Johnson. Our negotiation teams have been working day and night over the recent days and despite the exhaustion after almost one year of negotiations and despite the fact that deadlines have been missed over and over, we both think that it is responsible at this point in time to go the extra mile. We have accordingly mandated our negotiators to continue the talks and to see whether an agreement can be reached, even at this late stage. The negotiations continue here in Brussels. Four people are in hospital in Washington with stab wounds after clashes at rallies for and against President Trump. The BBC's David Woodis reports. Tensions rose after dark as members of the right-wing group, the Proud Boys, fought with Black Lives Matter sympathisers and members of the left-wing group Antifa. Police used pepper spray. More than 20 people are thought to have been arrested and reports suggest some were treated for stab wounds. The Stop the Steal rally had been called to support Donald Trump's unsubstantiated claims of voter fraud intended as a show of force just two days before the Electoral College meets to formally elect Joe Biden as the next US president, it brought thousands onto the streets of the nation's capital in support. 
Sports News Now and in football, Southampton have climbed up to third place in the Premier League table with a stylish 3-0 win against struggling Sheffield United. Goals from Chair Adams, Stuart Armstrong and Nathan Redmond wrapped up a fifth victory in seven games for the Saints in front of 2,000 fans at St Mary's. Bottom of the table, Sheffield United have lost 11 of their 12 games this season, the second worst start in the history of the English top flight. Boxing, Anthony Joshua has knocked out Sir Kubrat Polev in the ninth round of their heavyweight fight in London to defend his three world title belts. He was asked afterwards about a possible unification title fight with Tyson Fury, who holds the only other world title. Joshua said he wanted all four belts without explicitly saying he wanted to fight Fury. Former WBC interim heavyweight world champion Dylan White was part of the BBC's commentary team. He says it doesn't matter when the fight happens. This is such a big fight for both men. I think it doesn't matter whether they, one's out the ring for 13 months or 12 months or, or eight. It doesn't matter. It's a big fight. They're going to prepare. And Tyson Fury is guys that, that seem to get a lot of good sparring partners. I think he'll be ready regardless. It's a big fight. Britain's famous Silverstone circuit has announced it is to break with tradition and name part of its circuit after a driver. The Pitt Strait will be renamed Hamilton Strait in honour of Lewis Hamilton's record equaling seventh world championship title. Hamilton was doubtful for Sunday's season ending Abu Dhabi for much of the week as he recovers from coronavirus. He qualified in third. The day was definitely hard. I think, um, actually, I think yesterday and today have both been. Um, a couple of the hardest days that I've had probably in the car this year but um, you know I gave it everything I could it was, it was just um, you know just not the perfect lapse and to end the news the top story is once again a 42 year old woman dies from COVID-19 prompting a fresh warning from health authorities about the threat posed to younger people the CHP expresses concern about an outbreak at a Chaiwan public housing estate and the civil service minister says violating a new oath for civil servants won't in itself be a criminal offence the news from RTHK. Thanks a lot. More headlines from our newsroom coming up at midnight. Getting us into this second hour of the programme, a new track from a new album.
New on uh, the program from the new album Soul Togetherness 2020 expansion records label UK Soul label and uh, Tower of Power Addicted to You great way to open an album they bring out one of these compilations uh, every year and I'm, I'm a huge